All right, welcome back to DHS Quarantine, Episode 6, Day 9000 of the Quarantine. Uh, we just probably came off our craziest episode with James Brown, so we thought, how on earth is it uh, possible to top that for craziness? So we basically let all the animals out of the zoo. We've got Corey Hirsch on, and I think every single member past and probably present of uh the gods. So, Corey, I guess I'll, I'll kick it to you rather than trying to introduce everybody here. But uh, how are you doing, man? Long time no see. We're good, man. I don't know if we could live up to James Brown. He had you guys cracking up for a good hour. In order to do that, we're just going to have to let Roy be uncensored for the next hour. But um, besides that, I'm really good. The guys don't get to see the guys. So, just wanted to be uh, you know, rapping with them a little bit today. Well, good stuff, boys. I mean, you can take her off mute here, but, but how, how's everybody getting through? Uh, any weird habits you guys are picking up? You staying in shape? You guys, uh, any of you guys quarantined together? I don't know how tight this family is. Boehner's been lifting his kids up and down on his back. I've been noticing Boehner doing a lot of that, right, Boehner? Yeah, with uh, finding a way to, to lift heavy weights, I just throw my daughter on my back and do push-ups and pull-ups, and that's what I've been doing. I built a hockey rink in my backyard. No big deal. Just no big deal. Yeah. Brand new house. <laughs> I couldn't tell all those pictures you posted. Just the sixty by thirty. No biggie. Already had the goalie out. Shot on him a little bit. My kids were torturing him. Not a real big deal though. Happens all the time. Weekend. <laughs> how, hold on. How are we the fifth or sixth one? How how did we make it that low? What are you talking about? How were we first? Maybe. You mean the first show? Yeah, because we're not cool enough. There's way cooler people out there than us. <laughs> yeah, you actually, Corey. Well, Corey probably was our first, our ah, first uh, real big interview that we had, where the freaking the numbers just went through the roof, and I was like, "Whoa, who is this guy?" You remember that, Corey? I met you at the summer tournament, and then we're you know, I kind of had a quick combo with you. I was like, "This guy sounds like he knows the stuff," and then please, please he put up a quick, quick interview with you, and. It's been fun. I'm building up. I do what you do. Appreciate that, Dave. Dave, I hear you too, buddy. I don't know who invited you on, Dave, but we're, we're glad you're here too, man. Listen, I moved four years ago. I never looked back. Hey, neither did your hair. Where's your hairline? It's, it's been, it left four years ago as well. Jordo, that's the new baldy. Welcome. Jordo, that is the new baldy, not me. The quarantine cut. You're a baldy. You know, you guys wanted to ask about this whole EA Sports thing. I know a couple of people care about it. You're asking Actually, I'll, I'll throw that out there. So, obviously, a hell of a year last year, taking home every major in a row, and then just getting up that overtime last week. So, for the first time in 18 months, how does it feel like to lose? <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> that doesn't count. That was a dream. That was a nightmare. <laughs> Roy's still playing. Roy's actually reliving it right now. He's he's playing. He's playing it during this call. No days off. No days off. Drew and Mike are playing poker. It looks like, but I mean, if you lose anybody, it may as well be the Rams. That's with a nasty dock. The dock had a wide open lift. About a minute left. Blew it. I mean, Corey, we talked about. It's always, yeah. always Tito's fault, too. Yeah, we, we talked about it initially, like, when we just randomly, you had randomly texted me, and I just watched it. Like, I honestly, I think it goes down to coaching. Not going to lie, soft defense, never recovered. Didn't make adjustments in, at intermission, just played the same game over and over and expected a different result. What do you got to say? Fully back in. Pretty rude. I tried to get Dave out of retirement. They wouldn't put Joe Hadley in the lineup. I asked, I asked to change the lineup. Cola wouldn't let me change the lineup. But it, was one, it was nice to see the sport being played. It was nice to see some come. I know Harry and a few other guys, and, and Mike Albright was watch, He was watching religiously. Like, don't tell me the don't tell me the results, Core. Don't tell me the results. So it was nice to just see us competing in some way, shape, or form. No, that was pretty awesome. And I'm glad Dan was able to pull all that together. But kind of what taking it over to the Pittsburgh guys now because it took us like a half hour to get you guys wrangled in so clearly a tight-knit group here what do you, how do you guys keep that going uh what's the what's the chemistry like how do you maintain it for six months of honor uh well six months but three months of not being able to leave the house 
That's what I'm trying to once. Don't chime in at once. <laughs> well, I just would leave the house. <laughs> no, that's a question. He's asking. I mean, I, I didn't go in public, honestly, but I mean, I work by myself. I work outside, so I didn't stop. I mean, after a week of being inside my house, there's only so much TV I could watch. If I would have kept watching, I'd weigh 300 pounds. Joe, you're not paying attention to the question. He asked how the team keeps it tight. By the WhatsApp. What's up what, during, what? during the quarantine? A group chat, yeah. <laughs> but I went outside because I couldn't stand to look at the group chat anymore. It's <laughs> a group chat? Found <laughs> a friend on that one, Dave. All right, the Thanks, first guys. thing we need to do is get Ricky to quit messing with his sour Stop eating kids. your candy, Rick. Yeah, is he eating potato <laughs> chips down there? What's up, kid? I got you. Mute your phone. Wait. Rick's Seriously. Ass. Move, oh, Rick, move you need thumbs. to gain weight. Keep eating. Keep eating. Yeah. Swedish fish. Baby Swedish fish. Get that kid some sure. That's fantastic. <laughs> so kind of to draw back in here from the Swedish fish, that is super engaging. Everybody loves candy. Um, but so do, do have any of you guys, like, grown up playing together or work together or family members? Like, how, how does everybody know each other and how does this team kind of – you know, end up being number one. Or you want to answer that? We actually have a, what? Steve, go ahead, Steve. Take it away, Steve. Well, I think what currently, uh, I think at one point we had maybe three three different pairs of brothers, like literal brothers, my brother and I, um, the Gingels. The um, triplets, the triplets, don't forget that. What do you think, right. The rats. Okay. Yeah, the but I mean, you know, it's funny because there, you know, there's a handful of us that um, have always played together, and then there's a handful. The other handful actually played against the the other side of things. I mean, we, for the most part, when we grew up, we grew up playing against one another. So um, we kind of always knew each other, and we got to a certain point where you know it was a natural kind of mutation where we were gonna kind of all be on the same team. I mean. You know, I'm thinking, you know, probably was just maybe two years ago, Aaron Hahn stopped being my center, and that was since I was maybe 15 years old. So, you know, it's just kind of been uh, an organic thing over the years and adding, you know, guys, pieces here and there. I mean, you know, I'm really sorry, Harry, but, you know, you're the only guy on the team. Um <laughs> You know, he wasn't, he wasn't, we grew up with Harry, you know, we grew up, we actually grew up playing against Harry, but eventually, you know, things, and guys like him and, um, you know, that like, it's just, it's just been a, it's been a really cool thing from an organic standpoint of it, naturally. Uh, but I mean, for the most part, we have guys that go away, like Dave moved to Florida. Um, you know, we've had guys the last couple of years. Barbus in Canada, Denny in um, in in Buffalo, Tito has been pretty you know steadfast with us for a couple of years now. But you know it's you know things like the, the WhatsApp that kind of keeps everybody kind of close together. Um, and you know actually everybody likes busting each other's balls, so you know it's an easy thing. And and he's being modest. There was a time we used to freaking hate each other. Don actually coached against each other once in a tournament, and we're screaming back and forth at each other. And we kind of just for I think it was the first time we ever teamed up to play on United too. But there was a big local rivalry going on here with we used to whoop your ass. Yeah, no, you would have lost. <laughs> no, we used to whoop your ass. The wizards. Oh no, that's true. That's true. There was a while the the wizards, and if you look at Doc's email, it needs to change. Doc's so dirty though. He's a dirty player. <laughs> Joe Hadley used to wear – was it you that wore the nipple rings or was it Ryan Jones that had the nipple ring? That was Jones. Yeah, that was Jones. And a lot of people ask why, you know, a lot of people sit there and say they're a part of a family when they're a part of a team when they're not. When you have people on this team, like Corey was ordained to be a minister at one of our players' weddings. Like, you don't just do that. That just doesn't happen. So there is camaraderie around amongst everybody, even though we joke around the whole time. But – when push comes to shove, Roy got your back. That's all that matters here. <laughs> that was gonna be my segue. There was a we were at, we were at a, a national tournament once, Jer, and I'll never forget. Uh, we were, we're playing against a Steel City Slap Shot, and Craig Canaferi and Mitchell were getting ganged up by the whole team, and the Steel City bench cleared out, and they 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 tried to you know attack. Craig and Mitchell were just tossing people left and right. We get off the rink, and I'll never forget it. This is during the Wizards Gods rivalry, and um, seven I think it was. 
And th these two parents just kind of attacked me from the side, like as if this whole fight on the rink was my fault. And there goes Doc. Doc comes in and goes, why don't you two get the F out of here? He kicks these two ladies out. I looked at him like, did, did you just have my back? He goes, probably won't happen again. He walked away. It was the greatest thing ever. But, I mean, Mark Madden kind of brought us really together. He asked us uh, around 08, 09 to uh, the merge team together, the Wizards and the Gods. And we traveled for a little while as United. Um, had some, some pretty good success. Um, Mark wound up stopped coaching after a couple of years. I think it was like 2010. He didn't coach anymore. And um, we just kind of took the Gods on the road. And, and we're lucky enough, lucky enough to have guys like – Ryan Hill, Kalachuk, and Paddlebags, and Ricky Zimmick, and Doc come join with us. And uh, we've been, you know, lucky ever since to have those guys become our family members. So it's been a ride nonetheless. There we go. <laughs> Shod with the override hey, Cor, there. I want to just bring up, too, Core, if you remember, uh, I came uh, over, too. Here's Dave again. I originally, uh, I originally started playing with the Wizards because Core actually didn't even want me. He told me I was a scrub. And Doc, Doc had to recruit me for the Wizards. So I actually came from the Wizards too, Doc. But uh, Good coaching. Yeah, good coaching. Good coaching, Coach. Doc's you should tell that story, though, Core. You should tell Doc. that story. Doc didn't hear your story. He's been texting the whole time. He doesn't even pay attention. Well, I have seven kids to worry about here. <laughs> Bo's an Italian soccer player, by the way. <laughs> Dave's in the town. All right, Dave made the team too, and actually, Dave's been one of my best friends along the road too. I guess we'll throw him a shout out, even though he's put on us and moved to Florida. Yeah, and I know a lot of these guys. They Steve mentioned uh, playing against me years ago, and I know a lot of these guys idolized me growing up and wanted to be <laughs> like me. And it's great. I still get to I get to play with them now and I enjoy the success late in my career. Um, so we had some big rivalries back in the day, for sure. Yeah, I, got, I got to play with Harry in the first version of United when it was us and Wu-Tang. And everybody right. thought he was the scariest guy in the world because he's like Lurch. He's 6'5", <laughs> and he always has this mean scowl on his face. And then you talk to him, and he's the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> yep. They all for show. The yeah. Quiet yeah. The quiet veteran leader of the bunch. But I think he has the EA Sports. I didn't have this category, but I think he led the EA Sports tournament in hits. So, well done, Harry. And a boy. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I got left to contribute. I mean, and ever since then, ever since then, I think a lot of the guys like Tito and and Denny. I mean, we, we had the luxury of coaching with those guys on Team USA uh, throughout 2015 and 17 and 19. And since then, um, we were able to uh, grow a bond through Team USA, and they came over to join us when club teams didn't work out for them. And it's really been a blessing to have them. And then we got these young dudes who won't sit still who were emerging out of the ashes from our local rink, who really grew up idolizing all the other guys. Right, Jordo? Jordo's frozen. Ricky and those guys are some of the younger guys that Mr. Albright was able to coach for years, and now it's their turn to come on a squad, and they're bringing a whole new energy to it right now because they're just goofy as hell. We can't figure out who they're talking to most of the time. They're calling everybody random names and shit. We can't figure out who the hell they're talking to. We had 40 players on the USA team. What's that? We had 40 players on the USA team. <laughs> Don't, more reason for people to hate us, Mike. More reason for people to hate us. Yeah, the future's bright. For yeah. sure. And Drew's been working out. I see Drew's muscles. Drew, you've been doing some push-ups. <laughs> Drew, no tattoos for the last six weeks. Are you all right? No. Six months. Six months. That needle give me COVID. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> you need a new shirt, man. To me? Yeah. He wears it the bed. He wears it <clears throat> doing laundry, dishes, you name it. Every time I see Doc, he's in the shirt. Did you work out Johnny in that shirt the other day? No, I was in my work clothes. <laughs> Treat cutting clothes. But that's pretty much the gist of how we kind of got together. So, um, yeah, it's always a ride. I mean, there have been our, our trips. I heard James talking about all the good times they've had, all right? We might not be the partiers on a Saturday night like the Godfathers are. They may have us beat there, but we've had some trips, too. Um, Van Wars and all the – Getting stopped at the border. Of, what's that, Jerry? You guys got stopped at the border. Didn't you guys get detained at the border trying to go into Canada? Chris Lieber. Chris Lieber. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where's Chris at? I was, I was there firsthand for that. Yeah. They do were scared. You I was scared. Hell yeah, I was scared. I actually yeah. had a real job. I'm like, you think we could do was doing something different. 
You think yeah, we do was... a documentary on the OA snipers after this? <laughs> Thank you, Roy. Wait, snipers. Somebody brings it to light. Yo, yeah. it was Lieber's. It was Lieber's fault. We ran out of gas on the turnpike and had to send Hadley into a yeah, farm. Just... Gas. <laughs> I said, if I get turned into a lampshade, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Yo, tell, Joe, tell him what you had to do. Tell him what you had to do. I had to go to one random guy's house to ask for a gallon of gas. And he was literally like, the poor guy was like the guy from Scary Movie. He had like the messed up. <laughs> what did the sign say in his yard? Strong arm. If you hear bullets flying overhead, you're trespassing. <laughs> so I knock on the door, I get some gas. And then he's like, well, why aren't you going to pay me for the gas? All I had was a 10. He goes, that's too much. He's trying to make change. And he starts dropping it with his strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could have made this up. This is all very true. <laughs> the first thing I said, because they told me I had to go do it, was that if I get turned into a lampshade, I'll be, I'll be pissed. And we made him go by himself too, for some reason. No, no, he totally volunteered to do it. He hopped yeah, right we let, him. we let him. He hopped right out and booked it up the hill. <laughs> couldn't believe it popped over like this barbed wire fence Never. I was waiting for my number to be called all weekend <laughs> that was your chance <laughs> it was my time to contribute <laughs> Dave, Dave was scared at the border I'm not so sure we're allowed to tell this this might be a felony I don't think we can tell this story that was, it was me, Levers, and JR and I've never seen JR actually piss himself I Oh, oh, there he is. He's on. Let me tell the story. Show, so feel free and see. <laughs> hey, Johnny. My nose was itching. Hey, JR, did you get my text? I just text you, man. Did you get my text? Hey. No, dog. <laughs> John Rathage is here. Hi. Hi, Lil. Hi, Lay. John, John, you remember this story? Yeah. Which one? The stop at the border because the Libra's passport. Are we allowed to tell that story? I don't know if <laughs> you actually are allowed to tell the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's using his brother's passport. If, if Doc says we're allowed, we should be allowed, right, Doc? I think we should still be locked up for that. We should definitely still be yeah. somewhere that's not my The rest home. of the ball hockey wishes that you guys are still locked up. All right, so. Well, it, was also, it was also Billy's fault, too. Yeah, we won't say Billy's last name. Yeah, just Billy. Only been it's Billy. So Chris, Chris gets to the border, going into Canada, and decides to tell me that he didn't have his passport at the border. And so we wind up getting in. I won't tell you how we wind up getting into the board, in, into Canada. We play our tournament. It was, I think it was like 2000, had to be 2012, 13 year. We had one clash. We played this whole tournament. Win the clash, 2014. Thanks, thanks Doc. Thanks, Jim. We, uh, we, we collect all this cash. It's like 9 o'clock at night. You can't, you can't go to a bank to transfer it over and they don't have like paypal set up back then for them to just paypal you the money we've got all this cash we're going back to the border and we, we were told to just use his id to get back across say we didn't have his passport they'll let us back in we're u.s citizens so we get back to the border it was also a good source that we got told by too core you have to mention that so we get we get to the border and the guy takes a look at all of our all of our passports and he looks at Chris's ID and he goes, okay, which one of you is Chris Lieber's? And so Chris, why is that? Dave's pissing his pants. Dave, at this point, he's calling Taylor and he's like, babe, I'm going to jail. This is it. This is it. My life's over. And so Shipping we want to tell him, what, you know, we're like, well, he doesn't have a passport. He was told, you know, we could use this to get back into the country. And um, guy goes, well, you can't drop names around here. Pull over. Everyone's freaking. It's dead silent. We go into the withholding cell. And the four of us were there for 20 minutes, not saying a word. Johnny has his – he just played this tournament, almost died playing at midnight. He's got his zip-up hoodie on, half of it zipped up. Remember his taco meat was hanging out, Chris, Dave? His taco meat's hanging out. He had this little patch of hair hanging out. In this. We looked like we were going to prison. He looked like a homeless guy, so we looked like we are going to jail. Dave's staring at Dave's, like, yes, staring at me. He won't say a word. He's knees shaking. He's staring at me. And there's Chris. Chris is calm and cool, like he's been detained about a thousand times in his life, and it's all going to be copacetic. And so we eventually get called up, and we tell the guy we're in for a hockey tournament. Uh, Chris didn't have his passport, and they asked what we had. We're like, well, we got like $10,000 Canadian cash on $8,000 Canadian cash on us. They're like, well, what are you doing with that? We looked even worse at that point. And the guy was a hockey player, so he wound up letting us cruise back home. But it was one of the scariest things I've ever ventured in my entire life. So, so somebody top that. Taco meat was great.
crazy circumstance that the guy working the border was a hockey player coming out of Canada. <laughs> right? It's ironic. Right? Oh, well, oh, that's crazy, but it doesn't sound like too much of a felony to me. But Shaq, if I'm not cutting you off here, I was going to mention, um, I mean, maybe, I mean, you guys do take it pretty seriously. I mean, you guys are, you guys go into every tournament, I assume, just expecting to win. Um, and maybe that's why you don't have so many party stories. If you had more parties, then you'd have less, uh, you know, less championships there. But, but what, what's with the alcohol laws out there? Because, man, when we came to your guys' tournament, we had nothing but fun. But you guys have laws. We don't have laws in Iowa. We just don't have them. No laws in Iowa? Oh, my God. A couple of guys. I There's a couple. I was going to say, it's people like Roy. Yeah, it's up too much. Absolutely. There's a lot of farms there. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, first off, don't throw me under the bus like it's just me. I can't do everything myself. There's no I and team, guys. <laughs> team whistle. Team, team whistle's so good. I'm crossing the border. Team whistle's the only reason Aaron Hunt still goes to the Clash of Titans in Kansas. Well, be thankful for steam whistle. Does Iowa have steam whistle? I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's the best bear alive. Oh, we call that it's Bush like Light here. Beer. <laughs> well, you know what? Steam whistle, Bush Light's all one the same. <laughs> where where do you get it? Can you get it out in Pittsburgh? No, actually, the only time we ever got it was up in St. Catharines. And the one uh, where we stay at, and we play up at the it's upstairs bar. The girl who runs it, like her family owns it, they actually gave us a six-pack to take home, which is also legal for to do. But we did it. We took it across. <laughs> Rebels, I tell you. Yeah, so outside of uh, just kind of the you guys live a lot on the road for these tournaments right the club championships last year you're sleeping in your own beds but everything else is on the road how do you guys keep yourselves entertained in the uh, hotel room in between games what do you do I chase my kids around because I usually take my, my kids <laughs> I'm usually the entertainment I'm usually the entertainment. Don't worry. Right, keep Roy out of jail. Stop going to the hot tubs with little kids and people that you uh, don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this ain't the time or the place for that, bro. I think this is. This is the time or the place for that. Don't add him. Yeah, don't add me. Mike, Al Mike Albright usually tells stories. He'll tell the Dan Marino story about fifty thousand times on our trips. So only Steve starts the story. Only you got to tell him why you're wearing the Dan Marino shirt. Go ahead and make up, right? Tell him. Captain Mock, I'll tell you, Mike Albright, you're talking to a living legend right here. He's the reason, the sole reason, Dan Marino. Want to hear the story? Is a NFL football player. It's because of this man. He's an NFL football player. Tell him. It all goes back. Out. Seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. Me and Dan Marino were playing. We played against each other in baseball. We ended up on the same all-star team together. But in summer ball, we played against each other, and he gets his scholarship to pick to play football, but he also gets drafted third round by the Kansas City Royals. So third round's a pretty good draft pick in Major League Baseball. So I, we play a game. I strike him out twice in the game. After the game, you want to tell the story? <laughs> After the game, I walk up to Dan Marino, and I say, listen, Dan, you can't hit me. How can you hit Major League Baseball? Go to football. You got a better chance of making it big in football than you do in baseball. The rest is history. Put <laughs> <laughs> a pair of Isotoner gloves back in 80, 82 or something when he signed his deal with Isotoner. The rest is history. <laughs> Thank you for giving us I would willingly get COVID 19 right now if I didn't have to hear that story. <laughs> I mean, everyone usually hangs out at the hotel, um, jumps into one room. You can usually find people just piled into one room at the hotel in between games, uh, or sleeping, I should say, in between games. But it's at night. Everyone piles into the hotel room. Um, and then Roy and those guys will break curfew and head to the bar. And then they wake up drunk the next day and play hockey and do what they do. Sometimes, well, you play better drunk, don't you? Or hungover? We take the trip serious, though. I mean, I mean he's kidding aside, Roy goes out and drinks. But he's ready to go Sunday morning. That's why. I mean, we all go out to dinner. Yeah. And we have some drinks, but I mean, I wouldn't say that we go 
I mean, me and Roy are smart to where we realize we have to be in bed by midnight, so we drink a lot fast. Yeah. But we don't stay out too late. I don't even drink. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And it, and it is all joking aside. Those guys do take it seriously. And we'll sit at, if we have a team dinner, we might sit at the in the hotel lobby or at the restaurant at the hotel for hours on end. And eventually, like I said, people usually pile it back into the room because a lot of us understand that we have to leave our families and our jobs for the weekend. And a lot of these guys understand, too, that they can get drunk any other weekend or they can party any other weekend. And I think a lot of us are getting to the age where that's not so important anymore. It's just a, re a release. But um, we've always been that group that if we're going to leave our families at home, you know, Harry gets on a flight from Texas. Tito gets on a flight from Long Island and his hole in Long Island. And, you know, we, we take it serious because that's why we're leaving our families. Why Our, our families are not giving us a, a hard time to leave most of, most of the time. And I think – Whoa, uh, hold on. What? <laughs> I beg, I beg to differ. <laughs> My wife actually wish I made more teams so I could go to more tournaments. <laughs> I have to pack my family with me. <laughs> I just we playing. appreciate that. We appreciate that. Yeah, we hear you giggling in the background, Jill. We hear you. We know you're right there. <laughs> Doc's allowed to say that kind of stuff because Melissa's at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's us, though. It's a business well, trip. Yeah, let's dig a little bit into that. And I want to open up to you guys. I don't want to ask questions. I want you to start just uh, kind of going. So, Corey, I'll leave it up to you. You pick a person, they start, they start the conversation, and then it just goes. All right, which is what, what any, about what, just the squad? Doesn't right. matter. All right, we'll start it here. John Petito, you've been a journeyman, team to team. What's it like playing with us, man? So when I when I came into ball hockey, probably about eight years ago, um, I just played on like a, a put together team from Long Island, which we don't really have anymore because a lot of them were over the hill. Um, oh, easy. That's what I say. Mark Mark Goody got me a chance to play for the Buffalo Fusion. They gave me an opportunity at uh, North Americans one year. And I remember just watching the gods and you hear people talk about them and how close they are. And you don't realize how close they are until you finally get the opportunity to play with them. Um, and I've said it before in the past, you can't, you have to play with them to, to realize how close they are. And we don't, we don't go to tournaments to party. We go to win. And once that tournament's over, you know, we celebrate, we say our part in words, and then we go back and, you know, it's back to work on Monday. But, um, you know, I'm grateful that Corey and the guys let me in and um, into the family. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to, uh, you know, keeping the run going. You know, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool that you say that for a couple of reasons. I know, um, you know, I think the Corey's always very particular about who outside of the guys we grew up with he asked to play on our team um, because of that, because we're very tight knit, because we are, um, you know, just so close with one another, um, you know, and, and you know, it, it. I think it does go to what Tito just said is like, you know, you get a taste of what it's like just to be around us sometimes. And I think that's whenever guys get really excited about the opportunity to come and play with us or play for us for a tournament here, or a tournament there. You know, I think some of the guys like Denny, for instance, um, you know, he got a taste of, you know, being coached by Corey at the U.S. level, at the world's level, and, you know, having some of the teammates on our men's team. You know, you, can, you kind of just realize what it was all about. And it's not a knock on – any other team it's not even anything about any other team it's kind of just what do you like what do you want to be surrounded by what do you want to do and you know it's I mean it, it's it's you know it, it it goes back to you know I mean everybody says oh this is a brotherhood oh this is a family and everything but I mean that's the honest to God truth you know when somebody gets married on a team almost the entire team gets invited I mean, and then that's kind of when we party. That's when we have a good time. That's when we have, have fun. You know, Corey throws a national championship party, a national college basketball championship party, and he invites everybody over to his house. That's when we have fun. That's when we have parties. 
when we go to these tournaments, it's all business and it might be boring to some, but I don't know. I think uh, anybody on here would be probably in agreement with me that uh, winning probably is the, is the uh, most fun you can have when you go away and kick the shit out of your, your body for an entire weekend. You just said kick the shit out of your body. I don't know if anyone else wants to chime in on that. That's actually what I was going to say is, you know, Roy, Roy, the Gingels and the two Gingels have been on this squad since they were, you know, they've been playing with me since they were 12, 13, 14 years old. They've been here for a long time with me and they probably wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for being with the group, being the bond that you have when you go away with the guys, because you do put your body through hell in these weekends. And for that, I appreciate because I don't feel a damn thing the next day except a sore throat. So I appreciate what they do, but you wouldn't do it for no pay. Hell, you lose money, if anything, because you're putting out money to go to these trips, right? And I think that's why so many do travel to play an amateur sport is because, yes, it's fun on the rink, and but m most of the time it's the fun that you have with the guys that weekend while you're away, too. Um, anyone else? What about Jordo and Drew? What about the young guys? What do young guys think? Drew. Uh. <laughs> 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 Take it on my retirement team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I grew up in Team Pittsburgh. Both of us did, and Steve pretty much coached me most of my and Dan most of my years growing up. So, I've gotten like a taste of it since I was really young. And then when I was seventeen, he was seventeen. We both started with the God, so we're kind of used to it. We got like a bond. We got like the sense from a young age that not a lot of younger kids get. So how to win, how to play the team. So love you, Drew. I mean, I think that's one thing about this team. That's crazy too, about it being such a family is we have guys on the team from like 18 years old to like 45 and everybody's 44. close. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's a crazy dynamic when you think about getting into a locker room like that and everybody being close and and I mean I had I was like Tito for a lot of years I mean I, I'm from Pittsburgh and I played with a lot of guys in United and then I decided to, to jump towards Buffalo and I played some tournaments with Bobby Hauser I jumped all over the place and then I realized that, like, it wasn't nearly as fun or as enjoyable without the guys that you grew up with. And, the, and playing for a coach that knows what he's talking about makes the biggest difference. I mean, it's tough because a lot of these guys can go and play tournaments without coaches, but I can't. I don't know how know. anybody else feels about that. But and now like add, on, that add on to that, too, is uh, like Corey was saying, I played with Corey – pretty much since I was 12, but then I took a hiatus and I decided to go the baseball way and I went to college for baseball. I stopped playing hockey altogether. And when I came back, it wasn't like my spot, my spot was like there. It wasn't guaranteed. I had to work for it. And that's what it makes you do. It makes you work but want to be on this team. You don't just sit there and you say, oh, I don't make it, oh well. You work. You want to play for this team. And if you don't make it, you'll work harder. That's what it does. If you don't, if that's how it is and that's how it drove me. And ever since I go on it, I even think that. Even with the younger guys, I drive them. I play as hard as I do at practice that I do in games. And I try and push the younger guys. That's you don't come to practice. <laughs> hey, but when I do, when I do, I make an impression. That's another thing that's a little different, right? I mean, some guys play in leagues, but there aren't a lot of teams that get together weekly when you're allowed to get together weekly. And we try to make it every Sunday affair where we do get together to work on things or just um, even if it, like at this point it's scrimmaging over and over again, refining certain things. We'll point out three or four things we want to work on in the practice. And then um, it, it's another way we get to see each other every single week um, for those who do show up to practice. Um, but, but again, it's how you continue to develop that bond. It's not just a WhatsApp. It's not just a party here and there or a wedding here and there. It's, it's that weekend together because in leagues, you can't play in leagues together. You know, we travel as a tournament team. Tournament teams can't play in leagues. So um, it's one it's one opportunity. And, and I know there's been even times where, you know, we've tried to do weekend practices where the out-of-town guy, out guys can come in. Tito's tried to come in, and Denny's tried to come down for practices. And, um, you know, Barbas and, Tito and, and, uh, Barbas and Denny are only about a three-hour drive. So um, it's just another chance for us to get together and another, another chance for us to laugh a lot. I think the biggest reason we're close is just the winning. You know what I mean? Like – I, there's a lot of teams that are close. I know other teams are pretty close, but they don't win, so they fight. We don't – we never have guys, you know, fighting with each other. Maybe a practice, me and Drew every once in a while. But, but uh, 
another thing with our team, we have so many guys, Steve, Johnny, the, uh, the Albrights. If they were another, a different team, they'd be like the head guy on the team. They'd be like the best player, and they'd want to do everything themselves maybe. But like, we don't – you know, everybody gets on the team, they buy into our, our rules. You know what I mean? They want to – everybody plays for the front. That's why we don't put names on the back. Everyone plays for what's on the front, not on the back. And that's the biggest thing I love about the team. Everybody cares about each other more than themselves and I think that's why we win more than anybody else doc to piggyback off that too it's like you talk about in business you talk about culture and structure and having a system like that's what this team is I haven't played with you guys in forever what has it been four or five years we lost um, but yeah we lost track I'm, I'm getting up there but literally I watch you guys on Facebook and any of the tournaments you're in it's the same thing. It's the next man up. It's like any business. It's like any, you know, football team that you watch in the pros, next man up. And when you have a system and a structure in place, it, it, it just keeps moving. It doesn't matter the year. Um, I remember when I left, I'm thinking in my head, like, man, a lot of guys are getting older, but it didn't matter. Like it just new guys were coming in. You have the best coach in the world. You got the best goalie in the world. You got a bunch of idiots that listen to the system. It just works. Right. So, and there's not only talent on this team, it's just the best team structure and culture. And you can't, you can't replace that. Everybody knows their role. Nobody tries overstepping their boundary. I'm not going out there trying to run past people because I'm getting run past by everybody, every chance I can. So, you know what you do, you play your strengths and everybody just takes apart. And we have guys like, they're not in the chat right now, but the Gingles, man, I think, I look back on the Gingles and Corey, you said it before. They're like, might be the biggest one of the biggest parts of this team they're they're the they'll do anything and they do everything and if you look at them you don't think these guys would be good at hockey but they're like I think they're sometimes the identity of our team like we go as those two go or you know John hasn't played for a while but they're just there every single time and and Jeff's an iron man because he does go to damn near every event we have and um man you, you watch them work the walls and work the corners and the, the vision they have, it is, it's, it's how everyone just feeds off of that. And you talk about quiet leaders and silent leaders, you know, Jeff and John are the of that. And if you're, if you're not working as hard as them, the, we got problems. You have to work as hard as that person next to you. If not harder, that's one of our mottos that we use is that you got to work harder than the person next to you. And if you don't, then we're probably going to call you out on it. That's the one thing about brothers, right? You, you tell a brother when you got a problem with them and you, you fight a little bit and then you get over it and you get right back out there. We've had plenty of those battles as well. Fights, arguments, you name it. So, agreed, Doc, agreed. Well, we've kind of gone around the horn here and, and you know, everybody seems like uh, they really like playing for Corey, but Let's say hypothetically you guys were to hold open tryouts right now. Would Corey make the team? Would he so good? <laughs> no shot. As a player? <laughs> no. There's there's a, there's a reason why he's the coach. There's a reason why. He's the <laughs> Didn't he have a shift in clash two years ago? I had a shift. I, I want MVP. Player of the game. Thank you, Michael. Jeez. Hold on. We got to go back to another story. Speaking of coaching, what about when Dave had to coach one weekend? Oh, oh. Guys, that was off. That's oh. We don't have to go back to that one. Yeah, that's the only that's the only actual tournament that gods did bad in. <laughs> no, that's not true, but that is true. It's true, <laughs> it's a true statement. I had a my daughter has a seizure disorder. She had a seizure at like five o'clock on a.m. on Black Friday a couple years ago. And then I had a seizure minutes later. I don't know how my wife handled that. I don't know how she got through it. Um, but then I to the doctors, I get, you know, taken to the hospital, what have you. And I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And doctors, you know, Jess looks at me and doctor looks at me. I'm like, I'm supposed to go to Canada with a hockey team in a couple hours. What do you think, doc? And Jess looks at me and like, are you serious? I was like, oh, I'll stay home. And Dave took over the reins. So that, that that's the tournament they're talking about. Guess it didn't parent pan out too well for us. But no. the, the pregame talks were you on, on a – on video chat, I think that they've had no idea what he was talking about. He's in a bathroom, curled up in a ball, having you on FaceTime, trying to write notes down. I'm like, hey, come on, man, it's okay, buddy. Just get, the, get that brown paper text, back. I'm texting him to me, and telling up who's next, and that's it. <laughs> All right, so. Ricky, little Ricky hasn't said a word yet. There we Chris go. Lieber's either. Where's Chris Liebers? I haven't heard Chris Liebers talk. 
He's not in here anymore. Oh, he left. He, left. <laughs> he got detained again. Typical, typical drop. <laughs> he, typical he got part. nabbed for trying to use the wrong password at the border. <laughs> yeah. They knocked on the door and took him out. And <laughs> the wrong password. Word, I, word I, got back. Word got back. Hockey game. He thought it was St. Catharines two years ago. He bailed at the last minute. <laughs> What is little Ricky? What's little Ricky doing? And, and Boehner, you got to show your shirt one more time. I got to see that bad boy one more time. What's little Ricky up to? Ricky, are you done snacking yet? Yeah, I'm done. I'm just listening to Jim talk. What his big ass head. <laughs> hey, I'm your coach. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, that's your son. You're gonna let your son talk to your, your captain like that? Watch your mouth, little Ricky, little Johnny. Steve, your, your thing's not going to die. Shut up. You just got to comb his hair a little more. Plug it in. Yeah, you're in a room. Plug your, plug your computer Christ. in. You don't make any power? I don't have power, Jailer. We don't have that here. He's <laughs> in his hair. Well, this whole thing is a freaking zoo right now, but uh, I'm curious to hear from you guys. I heard you say you had a tournament there that you guys, you know, dropped the ball. You totally botched it and failed. But, um, I mean, are, are there, you know, a tournament every year that you guys have circled on the calendar? Is it the Pittsburgh tournament? Or, like, what's what's the biggest, like, rise to the occasion uh, moment of the year that everybody's got to, you know, show up and shine? I think, I mean – Clubs was difficult this year because we were playing in front of our home crowd. I thought that was a little unique. Certainly not used to that. Um, last time that happened was the Elite Eight. That was, well, probably maybe four years ago or so. Um, so that brought a unique challenge just to make sure, you know, Friday night was no big deal. Friday night we were playing red light. We knew, you know, that was such a big game for everybody. I mean, that was just an absolutely insane. Everybody was getting up for that game. But after that, you know, sustaining, sustaining that level of, um, you know, confidence and, and intensity throughout the weekend, I thought was a unique challenge. I, I always think Clash is the most difficult tournament to win. Um, you know, you're Americans going up there playing against Canadians. And, you know, it's just, it's such a grueling tournament. It's so physical. It's played on a, you know, different length than what we're typically used to. Um, you know, there's times where we'll play some teams that we haven't played before, so it's kind of that feeling out process. Um, I, I've always thought Clash was the most difficult tournament to win. Um, you know, towards the end of the year, too, so that's, you know, unique in itself because you have all year to, you know, get the, kick, get the shit kicked out of you, and then, you know, you – have have to play a tournament in November or December towards the end of everything. So, I, Clash, it would be Clash for me for sure. 2020, we're, we're going to Boston, right, boys? Well, that'll be a big one. Yeah. Returning. Hopefully, we ever get out of here. Right, yeah. Yeah, nobody likes Boston. talking about how many people are going to, you know, hopefully show up and watch hockey in, in, in that area in Pittsburgh. And so – I'm definitely looking forward to that Boston trip. I've been trying to get the guys to go up there for a couple of years now. And it's hard. Like, people don't understand. We, I'll get phone calls, and we'll get harassed. We don't pay attention to it. They'll, they'll harass. Like, someone even said, oh, you're going to Boston because uh, everyone's talking smack. And I think Doc – Doc's our Facebook guy. Doc will go on Facebook and then just defend. Right? Yep. Appreciate Doc for that. And so, Doc's like, I don't think the locker room really pays much attention. And truth is, like, we'll hear it, but we blow it off. And so – when they say we're afraid to go up there, I've told people before, it's not about being afraid to go up there. It's about how many weekends we already commit to traveling and leaving our families to add another one on makes it challenging. And so, you know, we, we picked to go to Iowa one year. We went to Montreal. And I think it is time that we go back up to Boston. So looking forward to that one. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty bonkers. I think it's going to be wild up there. Um, so everyone on this call better be uh, better be in too because I don't want to be chasing you guys down, making you go in October. Wait, so. even me? Uh, Jerry's out. <laughs> Dave, Dave, you play? <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I'm coming out of retirement. <laughs> I still have diabetes. Still playing. You're a liabetic. <laughs> and Joe, you too. Even you. There's, there's, there's been some tough losses along the way. You guys act like we never lost before. We got our, we got our ass stand to us plenty of times too. So, um, you have to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. I think that Doc said it best though. Winning does keep everyone happy, and 
locker room pretty tight. Well, you just look at North Americans last year. Now, North Americans last year, we lost our last round robin game. You know, and I mean, it's a you know familiar foe. Fusion always plays us tough. You know, those are always tough games. We've seen them in finals. We've seen them in semis. You know, but we dropped the ball Saturday night against them and found ourselves. I think it was, it was the seventh seed, maybe going into the playoffs or something stupid like that, where. You know, we're expected to, uh, you know, be a top seed on in the playoffs, and all of a sudden we're not. And then we got to fight our way, you know, through the quarterfinals against some tough matchups. So, yeah, I mean, it's we're by no means are we perfect. I mean, you know, we 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 tend to find ourselves on the good side of things late on Sundays, but even then, you know, I'm thinking North Americans with Aaron Hahn's shootout goal. I'm thinking, you know, I just. So many things that could have gone the other way so easily, and they didn't. So I mean, yeah, there's a little luck. Yeah, three OT wins last yeah. year. Three OT yeah. wins. Four, I mean, four, beat a little... Yeah, we went the four straight. If you count the Rams' loss, four straight overtime finals, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. You need a little. You need a bounce or two to make that happen. Yep, definitely do. Okay, so of the people that we've got on the call right now. Uh, who is most likely to come out of quarantine with a little extra weight on than skipping the workouts? Or who's got the quarantine 15 when this is all over and we're back to it? I'll be the most in shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I sure know you don't actually have to try out. I was kidding. Oh, like well, I wanted to. You, you brought right it up. Now. I was going to try out. Damn. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky, what are you up to now? Little Ricky, you're uh, up to like what, 110, 120? Like a like right. 170 now. What? <laughs> I don't know. My money, my money is on. Uh, my money is on Dave when he comes out of retirement. I got a feeling Dave's gonna have an extra 15, 20 pounds on. I'm going with Joe Hadley. <laughs> no, I have not gained a pound actually. That a boy, Joe. <laughs> show yeah. up. Show it. <laughs> yeah, I've been working out. Me and Bane were already talking about it. I basically made my garage into a home gym. I've been scouring Craigslist, buying weights for way more than what they're worth because you can't go to a store to buy anything. Yeah. I mean, I might not be faster, but I could probably bench press a truck. <laughs> the boom stick. Speaking of garages, how about the stick kindling video by the Albrights? That was unbelievable. <laughs> What's up, hockey fan? It's amazing they could get on the same page for anything. <laughs> Mike, Mike, talk about the outtakes. Mike, tell them about the outtakes. Yeah. yeah. You were supposed to send me them. It was funny. Release them. I started I started videoing it and they couldn't do it with me there because they started laughing every time I started <laughs> be sitting there like this. Uh, I, told, I told my wife, I said, let's go for a walk. They said, we'll have us done in 15, 20 minutes. It was an hour and a half later. They were still doing things. Baldy, tell them, what, I, what was the difference from the beginning to the end? The sun was up when you started. In the end, the sun was definitely yeah. <laughs> How do I see this video? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Jesus, Dave. Stop selling insurance for 10 seconds, Dave. I'm surprised you haven't pitched that yet. It's, a, it's the end. It's, we're going to do the tagline at the end. Get on. You, you're, you've seen it. You're, you live on Facebook, too. I'm not licensed in Iowa. <laughs> well, we don't have laws here, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no laws. Come to Iowa. No laws. <laughs> Speaking of pitches, Harry, Harry wants to throw one out there for Texas ball hockey. Go ahead, Harry. <laughs> oh, thanks, Corey. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm uh, talking about talking to James Brown, you guys, last week, and he mentioned Tampa being a fun tournament. And I got I was lucky enough to live in Tampa for 10 years and play in all those tournaments. And, you know, Shepherds is a legendary place. And um, so that brought back some memories. But now I, I live in Dallas, and we're trying to uh, get ball hockey going in Dallas. And um, a few of us have moved here over the years from uh, Northeast and grew up playing. And um, you know, there's a league in Austin that's a little more established than us. So they may have a tournament, Anarchy in Austin, every November. Unfortunately, they canceled it for uh, 2020 with everything going on. But that tournament is, you know, the Trump Monkeys went, the Tinder Wolves, you know, not, not an A-league tournament, but a good tournament team from Seattle was there and Shreveport. So, um, you know, we're trying to grow ball hockey in Texas. So um, on Facebook, Texas Ball Hockey. That's the Austin League, and then Dallas uh, Street Hockey. Here, I got the uh, got the gear. 
Um, we're trying to grow the sport and, and really we don't have the grassroots here like youth programs and things so trying to recruit ice hockey guys to give it a try roller hockey guys so um, you know reach out to us on Facebook and any ideas to help grow the game uh, maybe we have an opportunity when we come out of this COVID stuff to, to do more with it um, because people may be looking for an affordable way to play hockey um, but you know we're trying to put Texas on the map it's a great location and it would be a great destination tournament so um, just wanted to put that out there, and uh, thanks, Corey. And everyone raves about Lamar's organizational skills down there in Austin. I heard he's doing, you know, I talked to him often, and he's doing really good things down there too. So yeah, they they actually started a women's league, and and so we have a guy from there that came over to Dallas and is kind of helping us build our program. We're look, you know, we play outdoors, and we're looking for an indoor home for the summer. It's so hot here, um, and and have, there's a few roller rinks here we're trying to partner with. So trying to get things going here in Dallas. If you're looking for teams here, let me know. I could try, you know, getting the OH snipers out of retirement. We could probably come down for one more hurrah. You know, do it. Just get it going. Yeah. Seriously, with the OH snipers, these guys suck. All right. So, Falk and Shock, I'm going to tell it real quick so it's out there. This damn OH sniper thing's going on long enough. All right. So, in 2008, the gods go in a junior tournament to one of the better junior tournaments at the time that. Uh, it was the same Falk. tournament. Runs in Niagara Falls. It was the same tournament, but then it broke off. Thank you, thank you. A and a B pool, okay? The gods make it to the A pool finals, and Jared was coaching in the B pool finals. We played Chris – we played uh, Bobby Hauser and – This isn't the whole story. This doesn't matter. They beat the hell out of us eight to nothing. Eight nothing. I think Chris actually wound up shooting a hockey ball to referee at one point. It got that bad. And the, the snipers wind up winning the B pole championship. And all we hear about all now is how the 08 snipers dominated hockey the entire year. We actually had – did we have a game recently? I got the shirt that said snipe this. Yeah, you also recruited other people from outside that era. But that's okay. We're not going to leave that there. We know how you roll. So, I mean, it's just – it's one of those things where, you know, those guys don't want to relive 08 when Roy Gendrels, myself, and a few others want to just cherish in the moment. They keep taking that light and just turning it off on us. But just because they lost doesn't mean nobody else had fun and won. So. Damn, Core. Grow up. <laughs> Doc, 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 help me out here. Jim, you're a part of this. I should have been on that team. <laughs> 08? Yeah, you should have been on 08 Snipers. I know. We have room. He could have been on the 08 Snipers. He was 29 then. <laughs> the Danny Almonte of ball hockey? <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I think uh, we've been rolling for about an hour here. That's about as far as our attention span goes, at least mine. Um, so I, I think we just wrap this up. I uh, appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, hope everybody's gonna, you know, come out of this strong, be safe. Uh, you know, appreciate it. So let's uh, call the day. Any, any closing remarks? Roy boy, any close? Roy boy, is that you closing out the show? <laughs> I, anybody I, need need anybody I just like to say uh, thanks for having us on. To let everybody know about our tradition, our legacy, and how we. We're not all, you know, we work hard. It ain't all just about winning. Well, it is about winning, but at the same time, we work for it. It's not given. From what I've heard, most people work for it, though. So, hey, hey, I'm there. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the teeter line. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, again, I appreciate right. you guys uh, joining us here. And, uh, you know, just thanks again. I uh, look forward to coming back to Pittsburgh next year, hopefully, if this thing ever wraps itself up. And talk soon. Be safe. Have a good one. Thanks for all you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.